Welcome to the C3 Church Watson Podcast. Our vision is to connect you to Jesus, develop you as a follower of Christ, and empower you to build the church. We hope you are blessed by this week's message. I believe God wants to empower you in this session to cooperate with God on your freedom journey. To cooperate with God on your freedom journey. Often we think that freedom comes either by someone really anointed coming along and praying for us. It's like we, we feel like we're having to wait for that moment. We're having to wait for that, you know, just for, you know, God to do something sovereign. Uh, and in the meantime, you know, we can feel a bit powerless, if the truth be told. I'm looking at you there, Ashley. I've known you since you're a little girl. And I am absolutely delighted to see you and mum sitting there in the front row. God has not forgotten, Ashley. Lord just said to me, tell Ashley, I have not forgotten. And though God seems at the moment like you can't hear, it seems like the moment, like, are you there? Are you? It's, he's, he said that when he's there, he is, he is closer than, than, than your mum sitting next to you. He is, he, know, he knows everything. He knows what you've been through, but he's not someone who goes, oh, I, I know, I know. He's the God who says, I know, and I'm going to do something about it. I know, and I'm going to do, says the Lord, what only I can do. And I am going to change what only I can change. It's going to heal your heart. It's your healing coming into your heart. And hear the Lord saying, tell her, tell her. Well done for staying. Well done for staying. You have stayed. You have remained. And God loves you. God loves you. All will be well. All God has plans, remember. Plans, plural. It didn't work. There's a new plan. And it's a good plan. It's not plan B either. We've got this idea, plan A, plan B. No, no. No, no. It's another, it's, it's another God plan. How can a God plan be a plan A, a plan B, a plan? It's a God plan. It's a God plan. Take that. Anyone else who needs to hear that? We've got this idea, plan A, plan B. Oh, I miss plan A. You know, oh, I mean, we, we can't think like that. That's not how it works. God just redeems any brand, any new life and new things. And, and it's all God. It's all God. The good seasons, the bad, the all, all, you know, winter, spring, it's all God. You know, being, and being able to see God in every season, that's, that's a hallmark of maturity. To be able to see God in every season. He's not just God of the springtime. Yeah, going through a bad time. That's, that's not the devil's season. I'm not giving the devil my winters. Hey, that's... That's a God season too. That's for free. It wasn't in my notes. <laughs> Bless you, sweetheart. So here we go. just want to leave you with a key, something very practical. I'm going to read from Ezekiel chapter 37, 1 to 4. Gee, the voice is much better. I don't know if it's that spray you gave me, Jackie, or what's going on. But when you're sick, people throw drugs at you. Did you know that? I have it coming from everywhere. All sorts of try this and try that. And, and uh, Jackie gave me some magic spray. This, all natural. She just wants you to know. 
all natural. That is all natural. It's honey and... No, I tell you what, that's, that's all the prayer, I'm sure, as well. I know, yeah, all the prayer. <coughs> the hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley. There's that valley again. And it was full of bones. And he caused me to pass by them all around. And behold, there were very many in the open valley. And indeed, they were very dry. And he said to me, son of man, can these bones live? So I answered, oh, Lord God, you know. Again, he said to me, prophesy to these bones. Turn to your neighbor and tell her, prophesy to your bones. And he said to them, oh, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God. Some of you are thinking, yeah, if I get rid of some of this fat, I might be able to fill my bones. But anyway, thus says the Lord God to these bones. Surely I will cause breath to enter into you and you shall live. I'll put sinews on you and bring flesh upon you, cover you with skin, put breath in you, and you shall live. And you you shall know that I am the Lord. I'm going to talk about prophesying to our dry bones. If we just consider for a moment, you know, this area of freedom, the areas where we need breakthrough, where we need change, where we need transformation, those areas that look dead, impossible, they're the areas I want to talk to you about. Because last night we opened the window But this morning, it's time to open our mouth. Time to open our mouth. Just like Ezekiel, God gave him, God gave him something to say to his dry bones. He gave Ezekiel the job of speaking life. He told him to prophesy. What does it mean to prophesy? You, I'm going to equip you and activate every one of you today in how to prophesy. Some of you just went, went, like, it is simply saying what God says. That's what it means. Just saying, just being in agreement with God and saying what he says. But you know what? Just like no one else can, can wait on God for us, like no one can, can go into that secret place for us, no one else can do our prophesying for us but us. He gave Ezekiel the job of speaking life. It had to come out of his mouth. Why didn't God just do it? Why didn't God do it? God could have just done I'm just abracadabra. Bones come together. But he gave him the job of coming into agreement and speaking life. I'm just going to read the rest of the story. So I prophesied as I was commanded. I prophesied and there was a noise. Whew. I prophesied and there was a noise. What was the noise? A rattling. The bones were coming together, bone to bone. Indeed, as I looked, the sinews, the flesh was coming upon them, the skin covered them, but there was no breath left in There was no breath in them. So he said to me, prophesy to the breath. He had to prophesy to that as well. Son of man, say to the breath, thus says the Lord God, come from the four winds, breath. Breathe on these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and breath came into them, and they lived and stood upon their feet, an exceedingly great army. So here we went, one moment. We went from dry, dead, chalky bones in the desert through to a living army, flesh, blood, sinews, and and not just an army, an exceedingly great army. I would call that transformation. Yep. I, I I I I would call that a miracle. But it all happened... Because of what Ezekiel 
said. It all happened because he prophesied. All happened because he opened his mouth. Turn to your neighbor, tell her, open your mouth. Turn to the other one, open your mouth. Some of you don't like the sound of your own voice. Some of you don't like the sound of your own voice. And somewhere, at some time, someone tried to shut down your voice, and that reason was because your voice is powerful. Your voice, your sound, coming out of who you are. And God wants each and every one of you. I noticed when I did that little exercise, some of you didn't say a thing. I was watching. I'm long-sighted. I can see better. The further down the back, the better I can see. If you're in my face, just for the record, people get in my face sometimes, hello, I can't see you there. You are just an absolute blur. Okay. But some of you kind of held back and, and it's time to start, to start speaking, to start releasing your voice so you would see your freedom. A few things happened before he actually prophesied. Back at the beginning of the passage, it actually says, the hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out in the spirit of the Lord. You might say, well, how can I prophesy? How can I? I tell you why, because you are in the spirit. You're in the spirit. Galatians 5.25 says, if we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. If we live in the spirit, now the assumption is you're already living in the spirit. Now living doesn't take me much effort. I just wake up each morning and there it is. I'm just... Uh, that, honestly, there's just stuff happening automatically, right? I don't tell my heart to beat. I don't tell my respiratory system. I did, you know, I mean, it's just, I've got no idea how it's working, but woke up this morning, I was alive. <laughs> if you've given your life to Jesus, if you've experienced what it is to have the Spirit of God come into you and make your spirit one spirit with God, you, you are now living in the Spirit. You are. They qualify. It's talking about you. Your spirit is no longer shut off from God, separated from the wall of sin, whatever. There's all sorts of different theologies on this, actually, I'm discovering. But the fact was, is that when you invited Jesus in, he came by his spirit. So you now are alive in the spirit. On your worst day, you're alive in the spirit. You wake up feeling rubbish, you're alive in the spirit. So each and every one of you, you're alive. Okay. But we go one step further. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Now, walking is another thing. I had to make a decision this morning to actually get up out of the bed. I woke up, I was alive, did nothing, but I had to make a choice to walk. It was very, very difficult. I tell you what, I was tempted to stay in that bed because it was one of the most comfortable beds I've ever slept in. It was, I want to take the mattress home. I actually checked. And look, what brand's this mattress? There's no brand on that. I'm thinking the Avenue, the Avenue. Mate, their bed's unbelievable. But I had to choose. I had to choose to walk. Hence, walking in the Spirit is a choice. Yes, you're saved. Yes, you love Jesus. But you know what? There is a walk where we are Spirit-led that we actually have to choose. And in Paul's letter to the Galatians, he was actually exhorting them, telling them, hey, you guys, you've got the Holy Ghost on the inside of you. How about living like it? Yes, you're saved, you're born again, you're blessed, wonderful. But there, there, there is a place where we can, by choice, live supernaturally. And a part of that is hearing God. 
Each and every one of us can hear from God. Some of you would have heard me share on this. There's not, there is not a weekend of my life that I do not bring it back, generally, to hearing from God. John 10, 27, which I don't think I even put in the notes. It doesn't matter. It says this, my sheep hear my voice. You hear the voice of God. Why? Because you're one of his sheep. I'm one of his sheep. Oh, but I haven't been saved very long, sheep. Doesn't matter. <laughs> oh, Vicky, I'm, I'm, I'm not one of these holy sheep like, um, like Melly who goes into the secret place for, it doesn't matter. It's just sheep. It's not just ordained sheep. It's not just old sheep. It's not just young sheep. Not just size eight sheep. Not just perfect complexion sheep. Not just beautiful head of hair sheep. <laughs> it's, not got, it's not just got the nice perfect, you know, Vogue living Interior of sheep, it's, it's just sheep. We all hear his voice. Not because of, of, who, we, of who we are, but because of, of Jesus and what, who he is, what he's done for us. You see, he's the shepherd. And when he died on the cross, what he did is that, is that he, the whole reason Jesus died on the cross was to connect us back to the Father. So we'd have relationship with the Father, starting now. Not just go to heaven, but starting now. And as a part of your salvation package, was, was, was infused in you at that moment. Because 1 Corinthians 6.17 says, he or she who joins himself to the Lord becomes one spirit with God. One, one spirit. You're one spirit. I, re, I, I meditate on this frequently, regularly. Because sometimes God might feel like he's from a distance. And like when you're praying... You're expecting, you know, it's got to kind of like travel, you know, from up there. Yeah? You're there and you're straining. People, they're straining to hear his voice, thinking the answer's got to kind of like travel through the heavenlies. You're one spirit with God. You're one spirit with God. And so he speaks in here. So you're already, you're already wired for sound. My apologies if you've seen this already, but some of you wouldn't have. This mobile phone, which I've just just got a text from Hillsong Conference, it turns out. Go away. Here we go. <laughs> this mobile phone enables me to receive communication, and I receive all sorts of, I mean, I receive text message. I receive phone calls, emails. I mean, all sorts of stuff, right? I don't understand how mobile phone technology works. And if you're up with your mobile phones, yes, I do need an upgrade, getting around to it. But I don't understand how it works, but it, but it doesn't stop me using it. And I can only receive those phone calls, text messages, emails, because of the device. Because, of, because I, have, I have to have this. I can't just walk around te- telepathically, you know, receiving. I don't, I don't have some, you know... SIM card embedded in my forehead, you know, like just, I need this. And you have got the device of heaven. It's called your spirit. Your spirit is your mobile phone. It doesn't talk to your brain. Now, I'm not dissing intelligence. This is just a very specific, talking about Hearing the voice of God, getting a download from heaven, receiving light from him concerning your situation that you can then get into agreement with and prophesy. And we're all on a level playing field. 
There's not one spirit more spiritual than another spirit. When you're one spirit with God, everyone's spirit is equally. It, 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 oh, some of you really kind of like. It is. I'm sorry to tell you, but it is. Don't, be, don't, don't mix up character and, and, and our spirit, yeah? Yeah, some people's character, definitely more developed, more reflecting Jesus. But, but your spirit, man, what I'm saying is you've got the goods. You've got the means. You've got the mobile phone. Oh, I don't feel like it. Irrelevant. It's not based on your feelings. It's based on what the Word of God said that says that you're one spirit with God. That says you are his sheep and you hear his voice. And it's not because of who you are. It's because of who he is. Oh, I'm not spiritual enough. Join the club. You'll never be spiritual enough. You'll never read your Bible enough to earn this. None of us can pray enough to deserve this. There is no work that can earn it. That's why Jesus, he paid the price to earn it. And that's why this is a part of your salvation package. Not an added extra for the super spiritual. Not an extra for someone who just, you know, deserves it because of their good works. Everyone. Oh, I don't hear his voice. Yes, you do. Because the Bible says you do. Sheep here. Not maybe here, perhaps here. If you're lucky, you'll hear. Sheep here. You either aren't recognizing the voice of God or you're not listening. Because often we think we've got to, we're listening for something. We're listening for something, like sentences, something audible. But the voice of God is much broader than that. In fact, the word voice does us a disservice. Because in the original Greek, it's a much broader word. The word phony, it's, it's a much broader word. It means more disclosure, revelation. So it's a much, and so God's voice will come. It might come to you as a picture. Just something flashed on your imagination. It might come just as a feeling. Just as a feeling. Just as a, a knowing. You go to bed, you don't know what to do. You wake up the next day, you know what to do. You've heard the voice of God. You've received the voice of God. Spirit to spirit. Just like, just like my, how the heck did that happen? How does, mate, FaceTime him. FaceTime my husband. I'll be on the other side of the world. I'm thinking, how's this happening? Now, I know it's got something to do with satellites and whatever, but seriously, doesn't it amaze you that you can be texting someone on the other side of the world and bam, 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 like table tennis, And there's not one of you here today who's exempt. And God has a word for each and every one of you. The error you want to get set free from, that that thing that needs to break through, that, 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 that God has got a word like he had for Ezekiel, he can have for you. That word might be a simple word. Might be a scripture. The voice of God speaks to us through scripture. I remember as a young girl in youth group, I was in my early 20s, and I'm reading through uh, the book of Isaiah, and this, I can't even tell you the actual reference, but this scripture jumped out. Calling a bird of prey from the east, the man of my purpose from a far country. Surely I have said it, surely I will do it, says the Lord. And it was like, in that moment, I was, I'm a Perth girl, so I'm a, a girl, you know, I was living in Perth, Western Australia, and this calling a bird of prey from the east. The man of my purpose from a far country. I'm thinking, my husband's not from Perth. I was in my early 20s. 
And in fact, as I got older, I really focused on the far country because I thought my, my access to a European Union passport would be by marrying someone. Uh, <laughs> but <coughs> wasn't to be. And I used to confess that. I used to declare it. And, you know, in my 30s, I, I, to be honest, I, I wasn't really, you know, interested in getting married until about 30. I thought, now I'm ready. So where are you? <laughs> and, uh, you know, seeing other friends getting married and some people got this idea that I just sort of like, you know, stayed in the, con, sort of like in, in the, what do you call it, just sort of like in, in, the, in the prayer closet or whatever uh, until Damien came along. But, you know, sometimes you kiss a few frogs, right, before you find the prince. So I, I had, you know, broken relationships along the way, ones that I thought were the ones and ones, other ones. I was in a relationship with an American guy back in the 80s. I thought, this is it. This is the one. Prophet comes into our church and says, the man God has got for you is regarding your future calling. This is before I'm in the ministry, right? Nothing like And my boyfriend at the time wasn't even in, in church that day. Literally, he broke it off the next day. Oh, my gosh, broke my heart. But there was just this word, and it was just something. There, I, and I hit my 40s, and I'm like, by then I was over it, to be honest. I'm like, men, keep away, you, you know. It's like, you know, you have your heart broken a few times, and then God just kept kind of, you know, kept encouraging me that there was someone he had for me. And sure enough, when I met, uh, when I met Damien, I, I married the bird of prey from the east. He's a Queenslander. Man of my purpose from a far country. Well, it's not. It's, it's far when you lived in Perth. Real quick. So God can speak to you like that. Just a promise. The prophet Cindy Jacobs prophesied over me probably about 15 years ago now. You'll have more money than you know what to do with. Does anyone know who I'm talking about? Cindy Jacobs? Yeah. You're going to have more money than you know what to do with, says the Lord. And I'm, and I'm like, okay, I'll take that. Now, I'm Italian, I'm a woman, you need a lot of zeros before I've got more money than I know what to do with. But, you know, in times of, where, of like financial hardship and in times where, you know, I've confessed that. I still confess that. Lord, you said, you said, I believe you said through the prophet Sidney Jacob. So it can just be, it can just be a feeling, a sense. I remember other times I've, I've gone through where I battled with my health um, and, and by the stripes. Oh, gee, by the stripes of Jesus, I'm healed and made whole. By the stripes. I, I went through a season, that was it. I would just confess, by the stripes. By the stripes, doctors don't have any answers. No one seems to be able to sort this out. It's by the stripes. By the stripes. What am I doing? Prophesying, like Ezekiel. Three words, by the stripes. I remember speaking to Pastor Darling, check, you know, uh, regards to her cancer recovery journey. And she said to me, by the stripes. I said, that's what I had, by the stripes. That's it, by the stripes. God has a word for you. Something to declare. Something to prophesy over your marriage. Over the wilderness of relationship. Over the wilderness your health, whatever it is you need freedom in, your soul. I've had terrible issues with fear. 
all of my life. I think I came out of the womb with an anxiety disorder. I don't know. I think one of those generational things, actually. Uh, I was on medication in my 20s. Um, and it got to a point where I thought, oh, no, I could see, actually, I could see me, me patterning my, my mum's journey. I went, no, hang on. Hang on. Jesus, I'm born again. Like, what the hell? You know? And anyone had those things, like, wake up, like, whoa, hey, hey, what's going on here? And it's been step by step, and it's been, you know, uh, but my scripture, actually, I think I, I don't know if I've, um, yeah, I've, I've, have I got it up there, the one, um, 1 John 4, 18, which is, um, there is no fear, and I've got it in the Amplified Version, there is no fear in love. Dread does not exist, but full-grown, complete, perfect love turns fear out of doors, expels every trace of terror. I prophesy it over myself regularly, and I personalize it. Now, God has spoken. You said, but Vicky, that's the, you're talking about scriptures. Yes, yes, God, the voice of God. That boom, I was reading the word and bam, it can happen when someone's preaching. It can happen through someone prophesying, happen in a conversation. Revelation can come through conversation. And you're like, boom, God's spoken to me. Take it, come into agreement with God and start to declare it. So I will often, out of my mouth, say, there is no fear in love. Dread does not exist in me, but full-grown, complete, and perfect love has turned fear out of my doors and expelled every trace of terror from me. And so today, that is something that you can do. You can activate. I've got one for us today, for all of us. I want you to stand. John chapter 8, 36. Have the worship team return, please. Let me read to you. Um, actually, sorry, I'm going to backtrack. Sorry to mess you up. Stay, stay standing. Verse 11, Scripture, uh, Ezekiel 37, verse 11. Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. They indeed say our bones are dry, our hope is lost, and we ourselves are cut off. Therefore prophesy. Our bones are dry, our hope is lost, and we ourselves are cut off. You don't just prophesy when you're feeling strong and super spiritual. He's saying, yep, the bones are dry, the hope is lost, and you're cut off. Time to prophesy. Time to prophesy. Sweetheart, on the end there, you just turned around. I'm looking at you, blonde girl with the glasses. Yep, what's your name? Sally. Hope is... Bones are dry, hope is lost, therefore prophesy. I, I see something coming, bubbling up from the inside, Sally. Enough is enough. I see you drawing a line in the sand spiritually. This far and no further, devil. You don't wrestle against flesh and blood. It's principalities and powers. Some spiritual warfare. I don't know who your pastor is, if you, which, 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 which one of the congregations you're in. Oh, he's moved here from Melbourne. My perfect pastor. Because I see you needing some instruction in this thing of the spirit realm and understanding who your enemy is. Yes, it's outworked through others. Yes, pe people can be used by the enemy to make life difficult. But we wrestle not against flesh and blood. And, you, and, and I see you, you finding your authority finding your voice and speaking. God's going to give you 
How do you, how do you, how do you get that word? How do you get that, that weapon to fight with? You go into that secret place. You have not because you ask not, it says in James chapter 4. Just ask. He's going to give it to you, Sally. And I see change. I see something turning around. Yeah, God will turn for you, Psalm 30, 11, your mourning into dancing. Take off your sackcloth and clothe you with gladness. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. So we're going to open our mouth. We're going to open our mouth. John 8, 36 says, So if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. Now, what's the personalized version? Have we got the, 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 next, the next screen? The Son is setting me free, so I will be free indeed. You might even, some of you might even feel to say, so I am free indeed. I think that would be even better. Would have been nice for me to have thought of that before they did the screen, but anyway. Uh, the Son is setting me free, so I am. Let's just change it. So I am free indeed. The Son is setting me free. So I am free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I want you to loosen up a bit. Some of you got your arms crossed and, you know, get in a position. I can't imagine Ezekiel walking around the dry bones like just. He would have been. He knew that his every word was life. His every word was life going into, into those bones. Some of you, it's... It, I see for some of you, it's, it's a husband, a husband who maybe, I'm just seeing some husbands who aren't on fire for God like they should be. I'm seeing some men who, you know, for whatever reason, just abdicated, abdicated their responsibilities who, uh, you know, they might be good men, great, but, but, and your heart's desire is to see your man on fire. That you could take this scripture and start declaring it over him. See, it's not even over just yourself. It's over your loved ones, people that you know, over your church. Speak wonderful victory. Now, you've got to be careful that you don't kind of go into some manipulation, you know, in this sort of thing. Don't start prophesying your pastor to Alaska if they feel called to Canberra. <laughs> you know? Don't start prophesying that someone's going to marry you if they don't want to marry you. That's witchcraft, you know? That's... Manipulation, control. We're just getting to agreement with God. What does God say? And he wants us free. Free indeed. Sweetheart with the orange scarf. What's your name? Andrea? Free indeed. There's been an area that you have been possessing freedom in. And it's been progressively. And it's been, sometimes it's felt a little bit like a step forward, a couple of steps back. But, but you've been on this journey. And it's a freedom journey a victory journey, but I hear the Lord saying, I actually see indeed, like you will, there will be a full stop. There will come a day and it's like, it is no more. That harassment, no more. That, that, that intimidation of the enemy, no more. You're not going to actually be dealing with it till the day you die. There is coming and, and, and amen, it is finished. It is finished. Free indeed. So let's, let's, I should raise your hands to heaven because it's very, yeah, it's powerful. Opens up your lungs, gets you. And I want you to repeat after me. The sun is setting me free. 
So I am free indeed. Now I want you to say it like you mean it. Let's kind of like put, let, come on, let's, what is that area? Visualize it, picture it. What, where do you need to get set free? For some of you, it's fear. Some of you, it's intimidation. Some of you, it's your insecurities and addiction, some life controlling thing. You want to get free of it. You want to get free of that abuse. You want to get free of that of that torment. You want to get free of that depression. You want to get free of that anxiety. What is it today? Oh, I lack confidence. You want to get free in that area. Let's all together right now, the count of three, let's declare it. One, two, three. The sun is setting me free, so I am free. And again, the sun is setting me free, so I am And again, the sun is setting me free. I want you to up the volume. The sun is setting. Now I want us to do it corporately. The sun is setting us free. So we are free indeed. Are you ready? Here we go. At the count of three. One, two, three. The sun is setting us free. So we are free. And again, the sun One more time. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Father, right now, for every one of your daughters, I thank you, God. They are going to know the power of not just living in the Spirit, but walking in the Spirit. They are going to know the power of getting into agreement with you, and opening their mouth. I want you to repeat after me. I will open my mouth. I will agree with God. And I will prophesy to the dry bones. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, give him a hand. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our church, find us online at c 3 Church Watson. We hope to see you in church again this weekend.